Welcome to the Laptop Empire show. I'm just smacking my mic around. Um, <laughs> so, hey, man, you know, last time we had, we, we, we talked, we were talking, we really start off talking about Rick Ross and like just mm. needing to hustle and even how somebody like that, like he's constantly doing stuff. Um, yeah. And this like idea that you have to work <laughs> if you want these things, like it's not what you see online. Um, you do have to put in the work to get there. So. We had we had limited time. You had to go to another call, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was a good break for a new episode. Anyway, so today that's kind of what I want to talk about. Is that like, it's it's the new year. So if you're listening to this, like you probably have something big that you want to do. We're noticing a lot of people coming back into our Facebook side hustle program that yeah. purchased it years ago, and that they're like, I want to give this side hustle thing another try. Um, we see people that are like getting back into like their content creation. They're trying to, you know, like, you know, do that people with fitness goals, like all these things. So I just want to start with like, if our listeners are starting a side hustle, building their online business, trying to do whatever in the new year, like, what is your advice of like, how do you set yourself up for success in 2023? You know, how, how do you actually make it happen and not have it be another year where like, you don't actually get that thing that you've been dreaming about for so long man <laughs> i wish i i, I kind of have like a counter question to your your question that's fine that's fine so when you started out an online business like i know for all oh, back up i know for me when i started out i was like i was so tired of being a band director and i just hated waking up the way i was waking up and driving to work and doing the same thing every day it was like it was like Groundhog Day, you know, and I was just like, God, this sucks. And I was so like, ah, I'm going to do something different that I just did it. And I don't remember, I mean, you've talked a lot about like your your story and like how you kind of fell into this stuff and you were an attorney and all of that. But I don't know if I've ever heard like the, I know your kid had a, a big part in like your transition to online business and all of that. But like what I've noticed over the years doing Laptop Empire's like we see people that do kind of come back and then eventually make it. And then we see people kind of like get really excited and like fall off. Do you think that some people just have it? Cause I've seen like Dana White talks about this uh, from the UFC. They were like, do you think like, you know, people becoming successful and everything, like, do you think people have it or is there something that you have that you have to do? Is there some like way that you can like force yourself to become successful? And he's just like, I think people just either have it or they don't. So I'm curious. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, it's like circumstances dictate, you know, some people do just have it, like whatever that killer instinct is, and they're going to go out and hustle and all that stuff. And then I think some t- people it's like circumstance forces them to a place where they're just like, they have to do it or else. But like, do you think, do you think that, like, do you think some people just have it or do you think it's something that like you can like 
consciously be like, I'm going to do these things this year and I'm finally going to make it to whatever I want to make it to. Hmm. So that is tough. I think that I, I don't think it's an either or honestly, Hmm. if um, I think that there are some people that have it that are wired that way. Right. And I, but I think just because you're wired that way, doesn't mean that you'll be successful with it. And just because you're not wired that way, doesn't mean that you can't be successful with it. Um, I think that we have a huge ability to change and to become who we want to become and yeah. modify our habits and our personality. You and I have talked a lot about how you have to be careful with your self-talk. If you say, I'm a perfectionist, I'm a procrastinator, I'm lazy, you will be those things, right? Yeah. And just because you are one way does not mean you can't become another way. Um, I think that's very evident with you and just you being introverted and mm. how that's been in like your journey over the last couple of years to where I think you're very good at managing people and interacting with the team and all of those kind of things. And I think when we first started working together, that that probably wasn't, you know, something you would have considered a strength. No. Or thought could become a strength. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I want to do it at all. <laughs> yeah. And I think it is. Um, so I, you know, I, I feel like I have the predisposition for this. I have the personality traits. I think there are certain personality traits that lend themselves to entrepreneurship. I think you need to be, I think being kind of an eternal optimist where you always think that it's going to work out. And if I just do these things, like it's going to pay off eventually. I think that's one of those things that a lot of successful entrepreneurs have. Um, I think this belief that you can do something better than anybody else can, or that you can achieve these big things that other people don't think that you can do. Um, Like, a lot of the people that we know that are successful entrepreneurs, they're like, I'm going to make seven figures. Like, it's just a thing, right? Or I'm going to blow up on this platform. Like, they just know it to be true. And even if no one else believes it, and even if at times they don't believe it, right? Like, they just kind of have that mentality of like, and and there's a chip, some of them have that chip on the shoulder mentality of like, oh, you said I can't do this? Watch me, right? So I think that's big. Um I think another one, at least I know for sure I have that, but I think is pretty common with successful entrepreneurs is this, they're very hard on themselves. So nothing they do is good enough. And so as much as they think they can do anything, they on the day to day are like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough at this. Like they, they kind of like beat themselves up a little bit, but like use that as fuel. Um, so I think that's really common. Um, and then just the ability to like sit down and like get stuff done without excuses. Like, I don't want to do this, but like, whatever, you know, like the, you know, you hear that a lot in like the fitness industry, like what you think that I want to eat this way. You think that I want to go to the gym every day. Like I don't want to go to the gym every day. I love the feeling when I'm leaving it, but I hate the feeling of needing to go there. Like, but they do it anyway, you know? And so I think entrepreneurs have a lot of that. So I just think that there's a lot of these kind of personality traits that seem to be common. I think making excuses and feeling sorry for yourself is 
a trait that most successful entrepreneurs don't have. A lot of entrepreneurs do have that trait, but they're not the most successful ones, right? I think taking responsibility for like everything that happens is my fault and only I can change it. Right. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of people in my life, in my like personal sphere. And I know you do too, from conversations that they are like that, like, oh, I, but this is happening to me, you know? And I think (laughs) that's like, you know, and that's like one of the hard things too, when you do this, like you want to help your friends and you want to bring them up and you want them to be part of it. And, you know, I always think of like the rappers that have like all their buddies, you know, and their entourage, but like sometimes like you can want to give that to people, but they don't take it because they're not willing to take that lifeline and then do the work for it. So I do think there's an element of like, you have to have it or you don't. Um, I think the flip side of that is that we can achieve a lot in life if you're, if we're desperate. And so I think we all have a snapping point that can change your personality in an instant based on life circumstances. So For you, maybe that was like, I'm getting married and I've made $3 and like, I got to make this work. I'm never going back Mm. for me. Yeah. That probably was a factor (laughs) for me. It was, you know, Cooper was in the hospital and we couldn't put him in daycare. And I was working at a job where I could work from home instead of the bigger glitzier law job that I kind of was applying for at the time. And I just said, you know what? I haven't taken this seriously. I need to take this seriously, right? Yeah. And my personality changed and my approach to all of it changed and my income rapidly grew, <laughs> like very right. rapidly. So, you know, that's a big, and that's a big part of my story. That's why I always say that I stumbled into this because I believe that although I had kind of the personality traits, I was a little bit lazier. I did not put a lot of effort in high school or in college, even in law school, you know, I did kind of enough to be, I was in the top 25%, but like, I didn't work as hard as a lot of my classmates, um, because I just wanted to do enough to do well, but like not, yeah, I don't know how to explain that. I didn't, I could have done much better in college. I could have done much better in, in high school. I could have done much better in law school. Like it wasn't until I became a business owner that I really learned that work ethic. Right. Um, but it was a life circumstance really that kind of, you know, something happened and I needed to take a certain path. And so I changed who I was and how I was acting to make that happen. And that stuck. Um, so I don't know if that, (laughs) no, I mean, that helps. (laughs) No, it it helped me kind of formulate my, my thought to, this whole thing, because I, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I do think some people just have it. Uh, and I think some people are just born with like, whatever that is, that's just this, like yeah. they are obsessed in this drive and all that kind of stuff. But I've seen plenty that's of people make it that it don't have that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, what I've realized for myself over the last several years, like he talked about, you know, I, I think I'm probably a wildly different type of entrepreneur than I was when we first started working together. And just, I've I've changed a lot as a person for whatever reason. But one of the things that has caused that is that I don't, or I don't argue with my brain anymore. Like I stopped, I stopped letting my brain tell me, oh, you can, you can't do this. 
Like you, you, you're going to make it this far, but you can't get further than that. And so like, when I think about what do I want my businesses to be, and it used to be like, well, I just want to be able to like sit in a coffee shop and hang out and chill. And then when I realized I didn't want that, it was like, well, I think I can build like, you know, like a high six figure kind of business. Cause I don't think I can do something bigger than that. You know? And then it was like, no, I'm not going to let my brain tell me that I, I can't do that. Like, I don't know if that happens to you. I think it happens to probably everybody, but like, oh, yeah, yeah. if I think of like a big goal or like, what do I really want to try to achieve? And then immediately my brain's like, Ooh, you can't do that. Cause like, then that means you're going to have to do this. And like, you know, you might fail at that. So you might have to do this. And it's like, I, I used to kind of listen to that. And I one, I don't know, it's probably over time, you know, it's like, I'm going to not, I'm not going to have this conversation with my brain, <laughs> like whatever animal part of my brain is trying to keep me safe. I'm not listening to that anymore. Um, and I, I'm a big part of that too. Like, I don't even really consume a ton of his content, but like David Goggins talks about this stuff a lot mm -hmm. um, with exercise where it's like, okay, I'm going to do 50 pushups and you get to number 30 and your brain's like, Hey, you got to stop. Like, this is too hard. We're going to, you know, he's just like, I don't, I don't argue with my brain anymore. It's like, no, we're doing this. Like we're, we're going to 50 and you don't have a choice. And I've kind of done the same thing with business where it's like the number of like a 20 million or 30 million a year kind of business scared me. And now I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say no to that. I'm going to try to do it and see, see where I get. And so I think like, I think that for people that are starting this year that, you know, maybe they tried something several times and they're like, they never quite made it. If you are having that where you're sitting there going like, okay, I'm going to make it this year. And then all the, the doubt and fear starts to like creep in. If you're able to just tell your brain to stop telling you that you can't do something and you just refuse to listen to that and you just basically fight with yourself internally, I think you have a much higher chance of being successful actually making it this year but if you allow those like thoughts to creep in and like oh man i might not be able to do this like what if i fail like what if i can't get any clients or what if i you know i get a client but it's too hard or whatever like if you if you let yourself listen to that then you're going to be in the same spot next year 100 yeah i think i think it's important for people to realize that like there's multiple voices in your head mm. and the voice that talks to you the most is not you right it's some it's somebody uncontrollable else. voice in your head that is pulling you to usually do the wrong thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's the voice you control, right? And it's the voice that talks to you sometimes when you your conscience, right? Like you have you have control of it, but also sometimes it goes, "Is that really what you want to do?" Yeah, um, but in a positive way. Um, I think one of the best ways I've ever heard that explained is uh, in Brian Steuben's book, which is actually the top book on my little thing there, uh, G-Code, um, which is he calls it the force of average. Mm. And and he, the idea is that there's this, there's this force that is in all of us and around all of us, and it is the voice in your head that is constantly trying to get you to settle for average. And it's not just the voice in your head. It's the voice of the people around you who verbalize their internal voice to you because they don't believe that they can do the things that you're trying to do. And so yeah. this force of nature and this voice in your mind is always trying to get you to be average. It's trying to get you to binge Netflix. It's trying to get you to eat the entire pint of ice cream. It's trying mm -hmm. to get you to not go work out. It's trying to get you to not reach out for clients. It's trying to get you to be scared to post on social media. All of the things that you know you should do 
It's trying to convince you not to do them. And that's, I think that's exactly what you're talking about is like when my voice is trying to get me to not do the thing that I know is going to take me to the next level or to pursue the goal that seems unrealistic, but like, why not me? Like that is a force of nature, this force of average that is not you and it affects yeah. everybody and you have to learn to fight it. And that was very helpful for me in that book to like, think about it that way, because it just gave me a, this understanding of like, oh, that's not me talking. Like that's the force of average talking. Like that's, you know, me trying to settle, you know, but I will say if you choose that life, you know, people talk about like you lose friends and different things like that. Like I feel very fortunate that I've kept my friends that I grew up with and that I went to college with, but yeah. That does not mean that when I have conversations with family, acquaintances, friends, that I don't start to recognize that in them. And it's very frustrating um, because I see that and I want what's best for them because I love them, but they're living in that. They're being affected by the force of average. And guess what? I am all the time. I'm not going to sit here <laughs> and pretend like I'm this perfect dude that has it all figured out with my business and stuff. Hell no. There are, there are things that I've had, you know, this week that I've known I needed to do that I was trying to talk myself out of. And like yesterday was a good day. I sat down and was just like, screw it. I'm doing the things right. And, but that's not every day. It's a constant battle. But if you can win that battle, every time you win that battle it makes it easier to win it more until that becomes more of who you are. So yeah, I think I that, that goes. I think that goes to kind of like what I was saying at the beginning too, though, that like you can have a snap from circumstances where a point in your life comes, something happens where you have to make drastic action, right? And and sometimes like in health, that might be that, you know, people talk about hitting rock bottom. Okay, I have to get in shape and they have an amazing transformation after not being able to do it for years prior. Sometimes like that happens. But sometimes it's just fighting that battle every day to right. change who you are and to become the person you want to be instead of the person that you are today. And in order to do that, you have to fight a battle with yourself. You have to kill who you are today, who you were yesterday in order to be who you want to be tomorrow. Yeah. I've heard Kobe, talk, uh, Kobe Bryant talk about this in the past where it's like when he's working out or when he's practicing and he knows like you're, you know, knew that I, I need to be in the gym at, 4 a.m. or whatever, and his body would be like, no, don't do that. Let's sleep in. He's like, we're not having a discussion. Like, this is not a discussion we're even having, you know? And I, and so that's, I agree. It's like, it's one of those things that I still struggle with it a lot, but you have, you do have to win that battle more than you lose it if you want to actually progress. Right. Um, and it, it's even like one of those things too. Like, if you're sitting there and you're like, man, I want to start this thing, but like, what if I'm not as good as everybody or what if I'm not as talented? Um, I heard this thing, a lot of sports analogies today, but like, I heard this thing from uh, Tiger Woods. Or they were asking, like, how did you, how are you so much better than everybody else? Uh, and he basically was just like, I'm not going to be able to out ball strike everybody, or I'm not going to be able to out drive everybody. In his prime, he probably could, most people, but like, he was just like, I can outthink everybody. Like, I can, I can course manage, I can force myself to course manage better than anybody else because that's something that I can control. Like I can think through these situations and plot out my success and basically play chess better than everybody else by forcing myself to do it. And so I think like, 
I think that there's a lot of parallels in business for that because the reality is you are, when you get into, I think this is something that I didn't realize early on. I told myself a lot, like I'm not competing against other people. I'm just competing against myself, which is not true. Like you are competing against a lot of people as soon as you step into the arena of owning a business. And there's a lot of people that are competing with you and trying to take food off of your table and you don't realize it. Like everybody that's going out and doing client acquisition at the same time, or in my space, every, uh, you know, in the personal finance space, like everybody that's trying to get out in front of audience, like everybody's trying to beat you. And until you kind of realize that, okay, this is a competition and I am in the middle of this competition with a lot of people. Like, if you don't realize that, then you're not going to make any progress. And for a long time, I was just like, ah, you know, like, I think I kind of shied away from competition because I didn't want to lose. So I was just like, ah, you know, I'm not competing against anybody. I'm just competing against myself. And I told myself that for several years. And then once I finally realized like, no, people are coming for me, like, and they're trying to take money from my family and they're trying to take, you know, life, like a lifestyle from me that I want. Then I was, I kind of switched to like, no, I'm going to outcompete everybody. And I, you know, a lot of that's just by like working hard or like hiring more people or doing things that other people aren't willing to do and like seeing those opportunities and doing it. But you have to realize that too. Like if you jump into the Facebook side hustle course, for example, you can be friends with everybody that's in the digital entourage community. You should be, but you also need to have a competitive mindset where it's like, I'm going to go get all the clients because if you don't, somebody else will, and they will go get those clients, you know, and that's not to say there's not plenty of clients. There's tons of clients out there, but it's a mindset thing. Like it's, yeah. you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to kind of do my thing and hopefully get a couple of clients. Like, no, I'm, I'm out here fighting for what I want, the lifestyle I want, the money I want. And if you go into it with that coupled with not arguing with your dumb animal brain about what you should do that day, you're going to get really far and then you'll make it in 2023. Yeah. I think there's something to the whole, you know, it's like, I, I love um, books and interviews from uh, you know, professional athletes, rappers, just like hearing their mindset on things because it's so similar. Like when you step into the game of business, like you're competing at a professional level and how well you play the game determines how much you make. And you're not going to, you know, some people are going to rise up really quickly and they might be the, the one and done's right. Like the, they, and they disappear. Um, some people are going to have a slow rise and they're going to, they're going to run the show. They're going to be the top dog. Like everybody's journey is different, but um, you have to treat it like that. Like you have to treat it like I'm a professional athlete. Like what are the professional athletes doing? They're doing everything. Like that's a big thing I'm trying to think about this year is like, you know, how are you taking care of like your body and your health and all that too? Like that all affects, you know, a big one for me is just sleep. I'm just trying to sleep better. Right. So what things affect sleep? Because that affects my ability to think, to make decisions, to like fight that, that force of average, <laughs> right? Like you have to, you have to say, no, I'm going to do that. And you have to have the mental fortitude to say no to your inner voice. Like that's hard to do when you're tired, right? That's hard to do. Heck yeah, it is. You're not thinking clearly. So, um, you know, I think you should treat it like you're a professional athlete. And then with that, like, we're all in different spaces too, but your sport of choice, blogger for you or a digital marketer for me, there are rules to the game. There are techniques. There are strategies that work and that don't work. Mm -hmm. You can benefit from having a coach 
that can show you how to perfect those techniques and help you jump forward. Like, I think all of that's relevant. Like, don't try to reinvent the wheel with your particular game. Learn how to play the game. Learn the moves that work, right? Develop your, you know, I'm thinking about basketball. My son's playing basketball. It's kind of fun because like I'm learning as I go because I, you know, short honky that did not play basketball. Very much. <laughs> you know, my, so like, you know, he's got this beautiful shot just learning as a seven-year-old because he's got a mom and an uncle and a grandfather that all played very well. And yeah. so, you know, he's learning that, but it's like, he's learning the shot the right way from day one. He's learning how to guard the right way from day one. He's learning this footwork stuff that like, you know, and to me, I was like, let's play horse and shoot with two hands. Like, no, that's not, you know. And so when you come into business, like if you seek that out to learn the strategies of your game, like this is what you need to be successful as a blogger and like learn those skills and do those things instead of just trying to make it up yourself. Like, I think you're going to be more successful. So there's definitely these parallels with athletes. And if you can think of it as yourself, as that professional athlete in the game of business and then in your particular brand of business and then try try to be the best of that right and there's something to that too try to be that person like when you think about the like if you're i'm using blogging this example again like if you're trying to become a blogger or a youtuber like try to become the successful blogger or youtuber that inspired you to get started right? Like try to emulate them and their behaviors and their actions and how they do things, right? So instead of like, I'm going to blow up on YouTube, it's I'm going to produce a video per week or two videos per week. I'm going to learn. I'm going to regularly do keyword research. I'm going to set aside time to come up with ideas. Like what are the behaviors of that person you want to become? Focus on becoming that person, Instead of, I want a hundred thousand subscribers, you're going to be more successful if you do that. Yeah. Well, it's true. And I, like, I think I did that when I first started blogging, which is funny. Cause like, I don't, I don't even consider myself to be a blogger anymore, which is kind of weird. Like I, I think because we're going to all these different media angles, like my, in my mind, I'm trying to, my new, like, it, you know, talking about earlier where it's like challenging yourself. Like I want to be a media mogul of some type like that's and every time i say that out loud i'm like oh man that sounds like a lot but i'm like no screw that like we're gonna do it you know and so it's moving like beyond blogging and, and beyond you know just a, a certain thing and it's like how can i move a company of people towards something where we're really cranking out a ton of content and we're becoming a force like immediate force um but initially i was just there was a blogger named or he's still a blogger named jay money um, he runs budgets or sexy.com. Yeah. Saying and, and like, you know, he's, he f- basically just did like daily content. And I, I remember just finding his blog and being like, holy crap, people can make money. I, I don't know how much money he was making. If I had to guess somewhere in the 80,000 to a hundred thousand a year, which I was a teacher. So that was more than way more than I was making. And I remember just going like, people can do this. That's amazing. So I, I emulated a lot of things that he did. You know, I was, or, you know, from what I could tell that he was doing, I was like, I'm going to write a lot of content. I'm going to build audience. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to do all these things. And that worked really well to a certain point. And then I was like, okay, I think I want more than this, you know? And so then I started doing more than that, but you know, there, but there's also, it's like, you have to kind of decide how far you want to go. Like not everybody that's listening to this is probably like, oh, I want to be a media mogul. Like 
that's just something that I just real I like I kind of realized over time, like, okay, I want to continue to push myself past just a certain lifestyle. Cause I got to those certain points in time where I was just hanging out in coffee shops and, you know, I was making, you know, $10,000 a month writing. And I was like, this is great, but I was bored. And I was, I, I didn't, it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but some people get to that point and they love it. And they're like, this is awesome. And I think that's great. I think being able to recognize what you want to do and like being totally cool with that is one of the things that I like, I think is very enviable for people that can make a decision to just be something and stay somewhere because they're happy, you know, but I just realized like I wanted to build more and that's what makes me happy. But either way, like it goes to your point, I just emulated what I saw that was successful and I was at least going to try to do that. And that's worked like every rung that I've climbed so far, it's been basically that, you know, it's just, you just get to new levels if you, if you want to. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of going back to my original thing of like, how do you just starting out you want to be successful this year we've talked about a lot of stuff i think one of the biggest practical tips that i could give people and i'd love to hear i'll give you some time to think of, of something but um just we we talk about this like battling this internal voice and the easiest way to do that is to make the decision about what you're doing tomorrow today if you decide ahead of time when there's no like, and you're saying like, this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. Like your internal voice isn't going to argue with you about doing something tomorrow, right? It's usually trying to get you to push things to tomorrow. But so if you're sitting down and you're saying like, these are my priority tasks for tomorrow, this is what I'm going to do, right? And and priority is key because if you just wake up and say, what do I got to do today? You're going to default to like the little things instead of the big priority thing that's actually going to move the needle. And so I think one of the the easiest things that people can do is just take like a little pad like I have here, you know, and, and I try every night to go, okay, what are all the things that I need to do tomorrow? And then, okay, which of these like have to be done or high priority? And then I actually move that to like the second list and like, here's my number one, number two, number three. I think even something as simple as that can have just like a massive impact on your entire year. Because when you do that, then the next day, when your brain starts thinking, oh, no, you need to do this, or, oh, you should do this instead, or other people start coming at you with stuff, then you can just say, no, it's not on the list. I've already made my decision about what I'm doing for the day. Um, and I think it's very helpful with fighting fires too. This, this has actually helped me in my business working with clients because it got to where my clients had an understanding that if they brought something to me today, that the soonest it would be done is tomorrow because my day is already planned. And so it allows you when somebody comes to go, okay, great, we'll take care of it. And now you can throughout your day, start a secondary list of like things you need. And then at the end of the evening, you can reevaluate it. But doing that the day before you have more clarity about like what actually needs to be done. And a big part of that is because you just spent your day working and, and being productive. And so you, you kind of, your brain is in that mode versus in the morning when you know, you're not, <laughs> you, you haven't been in it. You've just woken up. And so you may not remember what it was that was important or what was like, you know, you realized was a key piece or what you figured out the day before. So, um, I don't know. You have anything practical like that? I just, yeah, I've kind of already, I mean, I feel like I've sort of said it. I think what you, I think like getting your thoughts kind of like helped me refine what I was thinking, but it's kind of along the same lines as that. It's like, I don't, I'm not like a person that like, is is good at doing tasks like what you just said every single day and like sticking to writing things like my brain just doesn't work like that for whatever reason but 
what I do think you can do is like just really obsess over the thoughts that are coming into your mind. Cause I think a lot of people, and I know I was this way before, like I never thought about, I, like I just thought things and it's exactly what you were saying. It's like, I thought things and I thought it was me talking to myself, you know? And it's like, usually it's not, usually it's like, I think something and maybe that's some, something that I heard from somebody else. Maybe that's some kind of fear or doubt that somebody else instilled in me years ago or something that I heard or, you know, whatever, maybe it's my animal brain trying to tell me not to do something because I might die or whatever. But I think if you just really start listening to those thoughts and like really analyzing like, why did I just think that? Like, why did I just have that thought of like, you can't do this or that you might not make it? Like, who is that? What is, what is the reason that that's coming out? Like, I think if you just do that, you'll probably put yourself on a path toward being successful faster. It's not like the cure-all, but like, man, that's a start. You know, it kind of goes what you said. It's like, if you have these other thoughts coming in, like just ignore them and you're doing, you know, whatever you do. I, I think that if you haven't, if you just kind of go with what your brain says all day long, start really trying not to do that. And just even just take a day and just like, listen, like, whoa, you think a lot of things that are not great, a lot of negative things about your abilities and things like that throughout the day that you should pay attention to. Yeah. Do you, do you try to prioritize your stuff? Like, do you throughout your day, like, I'm sure you're making decisions about like, this is, it's more important for me to do this or that or the other. Like, how do you, how do you do that? How do you handle that? Cause I think that's a big, I think when people talk about productivity, like they think about like finishing all the things on my to-do list and yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, if you can prioritize and do the right things, you're going to move a lot further, with less energy. Yeah. So I, <laughs> Yeah, I used to, I do this differently now just because of where things are in, in business and everything. But when I used to do this, I I wouldn't, I didn't do this every single day, but I had a journal. Um, I can't remember what it was called. It was like the daily something. You can buy it on Amazon. I'll have, I'll figure out what it is. But um, I had this basically like daily tracker and I would sit down in the mornings, most mornings and like write down my most important tasks. So that was helpful when I didn't have an assistant or, you know, employees or things like that, that were kind of like driving different things. Um, as things got more complicated, then it became more of like using a project management tool like Asana or ClickUp. Um, and what works best for me is like having a VA basically give me a list of things that like, here are things that you need to get done today. And so those are more like busy task types of things or things that just need my attention to kind of unblock people. And then from there, like my brain just kind of is able to naturally navigate towards the things that are kind of the bigger picture items because it's like, I, I have kind of a list. Somebody gives me a list of like, okay, we need like this morning, my assistant, Christine, like sent me like six things. I need your input on these things. And I looked at it this morning and I was like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, do this. And then for the rest of the day, I don't have to really think about those, those kind of things. I can think about like big picture, like who are we hiring next? What, you know, what's the next move for this? How are we doing these different things or talk to you about like different product ideas. Um, but in the early days when you don't have those things, like for me, it just helped writing it down similar to the way that you did and just making like a checklist almost, um, and just knocking those things out. But like I said, I, you don't even have to be like super type A about it. I'm not great at those things. <laughs> you know, I did, I probably did it like three and a half days out of the week on average where I would sit down and actually do that, but that's way better than none. Um, and so that, that I felt like was, has 
been helpful for me, especially early. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's be, let's be real for a second. Like my goal is to be consistent every day and to do things every day. <laughs> and I don't, you know, like, cause I, yeah. I, I fail at that all the time. Like I fail to kind of meet that standard, but it's that same idea from earlier. Like I know the person that I want to be, you know, and, and actually even with that, they're, I do and I don't, right? Like there are certain things about myself that I like, I know I want this, I want to be this per kind of person and do these kind of things. And then I have other things where it's like, I'm teasing with the idea of this. Like I'm interested in this, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure if that's something I want to pursue yet, right? And yeah. that can be hobbies or, you know, whatever. And so, but, you know, it's, you have that idea of who you want to become, what you want to do, and you try to, become a little bit closer to that every single day and to do a little bit better every single day. And if you have a bad day, then you just, you wipe it off and you move on to the next day. Right. And yeah. I think the people that are like really successful, like they don't allow the, and I have, this happens to me too, because I think it happens to everybody, but they don't, they, they don't allow one mistake, one failure, one bad day to spiral into three right right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like they, they catch it know. before it goes up that way yeah. and yeah and you and you have to like compartmentalize like the different parts of your life too because i have certain things that like something can happen and i can just completely brush it off and like move on and it doesn't happen and then i have other areas of my life where one mistake i will spiral right? yeah because and and so it's just like you have to you have to know that too and you have to not let a mistake in one thing justify you succumbing to the voice and making mistakes in other compartments or areas of your life as well. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And I think one of like, one of the important things I've learned, you kind of touched on it's like, you have to, you know, you're trying to be a version of yourself and you're kind of like working toward that. I've realized that no matter how successful you are in business, like, that never stops. It never stops. It doesn't matter what level you, you get to. I, I, I'm, I can't go into like a ton of detail about this, but like one of the kind of mastermind groups that I'm in, there's a person in there that sold their company for, you know, over a hundred million dollars. And they were basically like, they, they were asking everybody else in the mastermind, like, man, you know, today's my, my last day working for this company. I don't, know what to do next and like how do i like where do i go from here and there are a lot of other people in that that group that have sold their businesses for a lot of money too and they were basically just like yeah man it's like it was it was almost like funny to watch it was like all these very wealthy people being like man you know it's such a you know it's you're gonna make it through this it's such a hard thing like to find out who you are and what you really want out of life and it's like these are people that have made it to like the top of what they wanted you know it's like they got to a point in their business they sold it for a multiple millions of dollars they finally got that place that they wanted to be this entire time and then it was like oh man i gotta keep figuring out who i am <laughs> like it just doesn't ever stop and i think there's like it's kind of a it's it's an uncomfortable concept of like oh you never actually get you, you never actually arrive where you want to be like you never actually arrive to the person that you want to be uh or if you do it doesn't stay there for very long because you move the goalpost but like once you're okay with that and comfortable with that there's a lot of freedom in that. And there's a lot of just like, okay, like this is just a continual game until I die of like, 
getting better, figuring out who I am. And I think that that kind of allows you to like forgive yourself for like mistakes that you've made in the past. Cause this is like continual ladder that you're just, everybody's climbing together. But as long as you're climbing more days than you're not like, that's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. I think kind of the last thing I was thinking about as we're talking about all of this is like entrepreneurship is hard. And mm-hmm. um, if you're going on this journey, like we talked about being wired a certain way. So part of that, if you are wired that way, or you've chosen to go on this journey and, and be, you know, change who you, yourself, um, most of the people in your day-to-day life are not on that journey and do not understand and are not wired that way. And so it's going to feel very lonely and it's going to be very difficult. And if you start, you know, working from home um, by yourself as well, like you're going to experience that even more. So I just want you to be aware of that. And like, if you start to feel depressed, if you start to feel lonely, if you start to feel anything negative like that, like that's kind of normal. And I want you to know that. And then like, you should, you should talk to someone about it. Like, be careful of that. I know, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I think both of us were like in a very dark place before we started working together. Yeah, for sure. Kind of helped us both. Um, And so I think it's important that you meet other people that are doing what you're doing, you know, and yeah, you're competing against all of them, but you know, they're, you can become friends with them too. Yeah. Learn from them too. You can work together, you know, like it's this weird dynamic, but like you see that in sports too, right. Where they're like, going at each other ruthlessly on the court, but then they're hugging each other after the game. Like you, you can have that mentality, but surround yourself with people, find mentors, mentor other people that aren't where you are, find peers, you know, friends, like build that network. You need those things in your life. Like, and you, you, you need to be careful of that in this world because you are going to have a lot of self-doubt. You are going to be dealing with internal and external voices that are telling you that you can't do it or that don't understand, or you shouldn't, or you shouldn't do it that way, or you should do this instead. And it can be very overwhelming. So like, if you end up in that place, like talk to somebody, please. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, it's like mic drop stuff. I mean, that's, that's great advice for 2023 or just any year. I mean, honestly, like you have to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. No. Well, and, and if you don't have this, like I was not planning to like pitch <laughs> here, but like, if you don't have that, like reach out to Bobby and I and talk to us about digital entourage. Like, Heck yeah, this is our community and we call it digital entourage because, you know, it's a place that you can go and you can have your own entourage. You can surround yourself with those people on the same journey as you have access to us and our coaching team, have those mentors. There are going to be people that are going to be behind you that you're going to be able to help. And like, it gives you that family and that, um, support system. Um, it allows you to hop on zoom calls with people and hear their questions and hear their struggles and realize you're not on this journey alone. Um, or to just have that interaction to have people to joke with and share gifts and all of those things. So if you don't have that in your life and you need it, like, like, you know, come be a part of our community, come, come be a part of our, our group. Um, you know, we'd be happy to have you. And and that's a big reason why it's there. So, um, so anyway, sponsored by digital entourage. Yeah. Come join our weird little family. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) 
I don't have anything else. Uh, no, man. Thank you guys for listening. This was a, this was a fun one. Hopefully I think a lot of people are going to like this. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, be sure, you know, subscribe on YouTube. That way you can, uh, you can catch all these episodes and get the exclusive content that's going out every single day. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, all of the other podcast things, Instagram, TikTok, you know, just about everywhere, you know, and if we're not there, we'll, we'll be there soon. So uh, make sure you subscribe and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.